0: Hello. Hello and welcome. We are back. It's Trucking Answers, the podcast. You are here, and I'm here with my co-host, Gracie, who's ready, willing, and able to comment on everything that's happening on the show. It's great to be back here. I hope everybody's having a good day. Hey, we're going to have some trucking news, some automotive news that's going right along with the trucking news. We have some trucking breaking news and a reason we are not on Mars. You know why we're not on Mars? Because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot people on this planet that we have to continue to support. Mars is right there. You can almost touch it. But we can't go there. And supporting these people is a dubious proposition at best. So we are still in 40 countries, which is (laughs) amazing, to be honest with you. And I wanted to say the number four country, I thought this was pretty interesting, more than the United Kingdom, more than Germany, more than many European countries, That's a number four downloaded country in the world. Why is that? Would somebody from Uzbekistan... There's been a lot of downloads. This isn't just one download. So, would somebody there please write to me? Hey, even if it's not in English, uh, you're listening to the podcast, so write to me and say hey, this is why we listen to Trucking Answers in Uzbekistan. I would find it pretty interesting. And uh, we'll put that out here on the next podcast after you write. So I think that'd be great. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Uzbekistan. I want to put this out there immediately. This is breaking news. Remember the Colorado accident on I-70 in April of 2019 where that driver went down the mountain and killed a bunch of people, didn't use the ramps? He was sentenced. He was sentenced 110 years. 110 years. I will say the judge said that this is mandatory minimum sentencing and the judge would not have given him that sentence. All right. But that's what he was sentenced to. Will there be an appeal? Probably. Who knows? His attorney says, oh, it should only been 20 years. So I'm sure there'll be some kind of an appeal. Either way, people that are dead are still dead. So that's something. No matter how long this person goes to prison, those people have lost their lives because of someone's reckless behavior, in my opinion, and now also in the court's opinion, as he's been convicted of it. Uh, we can call him uh, that now. So that was sentencing 110 years. So that would be something people want to know right away. So that's uh, there'll be more on that coming up as the weeks go by. Now let's get to some couple of things that were big in the news here recently central freight lines closes their doors after 96 years and we need to talk about that they were open all this time this is one reason why i tell people look two week notice if you want to give a company a two-week notice go ahead but i don't think it's some kind of industry standard or anything like that all right so that's one thing they did not give the drivers two weeks notice now this was much discussed on the uh tony award-winning live show possibly on mondays that goes to twelve thirty p.m eastern time on youtube and uh, an astute viewer said well they can't really release this if they're going to go bankrupt it's like insider trading kind of thing if they release it in advance okay i get that but i'll tell you this that at some point they know that they're not going to be open anymore and what we're finding is drivers who i was concentrating on found this out through social media and in the news so at some point they have to decide hey you know what we're not going to be picking freight up anymore at that point they could contact all their employees and say we're done but they couldn't even do that they couldn't they didn't even have the decency the courtesy to do that people have to find it out on social media okay that's no way to do business and when we find out you know we wonder why places can't get people well that might be one of them that could be that could be certainly a reason two-week notice is always the sticking point i find with people The companies want it of course i will bet which i don't have a copy of the driver manual at central freight i'll request a two-week notice before you quit they didn't can't even give their people a two-week notice before they close the entire company down all right, that's why I say if you want to quit, just quit. I will tell you the best way, in my opinion, to quit, especially a trucking company, who many of which are known to keep your check, is go home on a Friday, right? Tell them that your aunt's cousin's brother's you know nephew died and you have to go to the funeral and you'll be back a week. Instead of Monday, you'll be back a week from Monday. Then the next Friday, you make sure you get paid, get that cheddar, all right? And then quit. Say, you know, oh, did you notice I haven't been in this week? Right. That's your notice. So that's how I think you should do it. That ensures you get your money. Because if you have your money and they want to withhold something, it's much harder for them to go sue you for 80 bucks or whatever than... It is for you to try to get the money out of them because you're not going to sue them for $80. So that's my opinion. And by the way, this show is not legal advice. I'm not an attorney. It should not be construed as legal advice. It is not meant to treat, cure, prevent, or uh, treat or do anything else to any disease. Your mileage may vary. See dealer for details. Find an attorney in your area. So that's the story about that. Now, I think that Central Freight violated the Warrant Act. Worker Adjustment Retraining and Notification Act requires businesses that lay off or fire uh, you know, 50 or more employees and that have more than so many employees in a certain area, which this place certainly does. It's a nationwide LTL company. They have to give 60 days notice, 60 days, or pay you for 60 days. In my opinion, every driver there, really every employee there, should go get an attorney. They need to get an attorney and do a class action to preserve their rights. So that is at least worth talking to a licensed attorney, And say, here's what happened, you know, how do I get my money? Because that is the law. And companies, I have always said, and I've done a number of videos about this, that companies should have to post a bond to this. They should have to bond to it. They should also have to bond, I guess this place wouldn't, but if if you are over the road, they should have to post a bond for every over-the-road driver in case they close, that a driver could pull from that bond immediately and get themselves home. Because I don't think companies should be able to strand you whether they close or just fire you or anything else. That's what I think. They should have to get you back where they started you from. And uh, so if you're on the road and they fire you uh, a thousand miles, they should have to get you back to your car or wherever it is you started from. But thats uh, I guess that's another aside on this. I think all these drivers are probably home. It's an LTL company. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have any over-the-road trucks. I don't think so. If they do, it isn't many of them. And I haven't seen anything online that anybody is stuck anywhere for this place in another interesting fact as of the recording of this podcast on the 14th of december central freight lines is still hiring okay so you can go on their website and put in an application now i don't know how long that will uh go and well you could say well mark well they haven't gotten around to changing that well the front page of their website says that they're not closed so somebody went on the website and did something they should at least take the hiring part down not everybody follows the news and everything and some people mean like oh i should go hire there and this is through that 10th street or whatever third party so if you apply there 10th street's going to have all your information and you're going to be in the system so interesting one of the other problems at this place because i went on and looked at reviews of this company all right Beat before all this happened. So I want to look at the last few years of reviews. They have a super bad reputation in the industry, like low in the twos, Uh, just really low. And there are a number of problems that people have reported. Number one, I'm finding many places that paid overtime that paid hourly did not pay overtime. So I think local drivers that get paid hourly should get paid overtime. That's what they pay a teenager Burger King I don't think it's too much to ask that drivers get it. Companies can blather on all they want. We don't have to pay it. Oh, we don't have to pay it. Yeah, you don't. You know what they also don't have to do is give you health insurance. Okay, that's always the argument back to them. They do provide health insurance there. They don't have to give you vacation. You do get vacation. All right, so they don't have to do those things, but they do them. They don't have to provide overtime, but they should do it and it's up to us, I guess, to not work at places that don't provide it. And companies that don't provide it should be ashamed of themselves. All right. So if you're listening and your company, oh, we don't pay overtime, you should be ashamed of yourself. Go hang your head in shame somewhere. Seriously. Because these same companies that say we don't provide it, if their kids worked at a Burger King and the Burger King said, oh, we're not paying your kid overtime, uh, they'd be all about getting their pay. Oh, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. My kid gets paid. You see, that's that's the thing. They're so two-faced about it. If people were at least honest about stuff, then fine. They should say, look, we don't care. We're just not going to pay it. I think everybody else should get it, but truck drivers don't deserve it. Then at least I'd be, I'd be like, all right, at least I'm dealing with somebody who's going to tell me the truth. But to lie about it like this, ridiculous, ridiculous. The other thing that we find online is the trucks. Oh, my gosh. How many people complained about the trucks? They did buy some new trucks, I guess, in the last few years, but I guess the trucks are horrid. That is no way to keep a driver. Plus, it doesn't help getting your freight delivered when trucks are breaking down and garbage all the time. Because here you have drivers maybe that work there and will complain to all the customers they go to about how bad the equipment is. And so those customers, some of them are like, huh. You know what? All I hear about from drivers at this place is the bad equipment. Maybe I'll ship with somebody else to ensure my freight goes somewhere. I'm sure there is some of that, and that's you lose business and you don't even realize why. It's because the driver is out there complaining about the equipment that they're having problems with. Now, should the driver do that? Yeah, I think so. You know what? The company wants to give you that piece of junk equipment? I think you should tell everybody about it. If the company doesn't like it, maybe they should give you better equipment. Oh well, Mark, that's not right. you're not you're not uh, you know holding up your end for the company. Hey, you know what? I can't care more about their equipment than they do. So if other places find out about it, maybe that will encourage them to get better equipment. all right? The customers, the customers who are shipping freight with them should want to know. And I think they have a right to know that their box may or may not make it because all the equipment is going to break down every five minutes. Well, Mark, you're not being a team player. I know. There's no I in team. There is an I in individual and independence. Okay. That's I'm there for me. And if they're going to provide some junk equipment that I don't like or whatever that keeps breaking down, then the customer is going to know about it from me. Another thing in the reviews that we talked about on the show as well is the fact that if they even found out you were looking for another job, they would just fire you on the spot, walk, even though they want two-week notice from you. Remember that? Remember, they want a two-week notice. But if they found out you're looking for a job, I don't know how you give a two-week notice because you have to go look for a job, find it, and then you give them a notice and what? Then they fire you. Okay. So I don't know why places want notice if they're going to fire you. I find this from many places as an aside. I've had many drivers tell me that they give a notice and they're fired on the spot. Or on the road, they're giving a two-week notice and either they sit for much of that two weeks, I guess just to teach them a lesson, or they don't get them back in the two weeks and they're still out. I had one driver that had to finally tell a place, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm done. So you either get me back or I'm done right here on the road. I've asked you to get me back and we won't. So that's the other thing. But look, uh, an astute viewer said, listen, Mark. If I uh, find out somebody doesn't want to work here, they're looking for a job or whatever, why do I want them to work here? All right, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Then why do people at places want notice? Why do they want you to give a notice? What they should say is, look, if you're looking for a place to work, just come in and quit immediately. Okay, that's what they should say then. Don't say, well, it's customary to give a two-week notice or whatever. And that's the other thing that companies, they cannot be two-faced about this. Well, we want notice, But as soon as we found out you're looking for a job, we're going to fire you. Well, then just let people quit. It should say in the driver manual, an employee manual, anywhere else. You're just fired. Okay, if you want to quit, just walk out and we don't care. That's then again, we're telling the truth. So don't be two faced about it. If you say, look, we don't want you working here, then fine. I can just leave. I'll tell you that kind of attitude from a company doesn't promote people coming or staying. Because, do you think drivers that get bad equipment, not not paid overtime at some places, I have found, and are fired immediately upon even looking for a job, or apparently thinking about looking for a job, what kind of work environment do you think that brings? And what did the company say? This is the best part of it, Central Freight Lines. What did they say their ultimate demise was? This is what they say. They couldn't get enough drivers to move their freight, and they just couldn't keep up with it. Well, well, well. You know, when you... Uh, you know, sow a bunch of seeds like this, you reap it later. You reap those seeds up later. And that's what they did. They went out and to reap those seeds. And guess what? Their crop was what? Nothing. They didn't grow anything because this is not how you grow a place. This is not how you keep people. This is not how you treat employees. I guess it is at a place like this where Maybe because they started 96 years ago, they still had the attitudes of the 30s. Like, if you don't like it, you can get out and, uh, you know, we'll just run whatever piece of junk we can down the road and, uh, you know, we're not paying that. Okay. This isn't 1940. Okay. This isn't, uh, you know, this is not years ago. This is today. And employees should expect better from an employer, from an employer. Now, the well, Mark, the employees should do a good job. Of course they should. Of course. Of course. They also shouldn't tolerate poor performance or behavior from their employer. They should leave. Now, what they said is through December 20th, they should have all the boxes delivered that are on their, you know, docks or whatever, and then they're wrapping it up. They are not going to reorganize. There'll be a sale. Everything is going at fire sale prices. (laughs) What do you think? Would you come in? I'd like to know that from people because you know what I'm concerned about? Even this Friday's check, which would be last week's work, are you going to get paid that check? Much less if you came in this week to work, are you going to get paid then following Friday? Who knows? You know that I'm going to really be watching that and see if people in a week and a half here get that second check that worked this week. Oh, wouldn't that just frost you? The place has zero really incentive to pay you that at least initially, because when they go in and file and all, that's going to be a problem. I'll tell you this week, maybe you want to go in and take some long lunches and look for another job. The good thing about this, for drivers at least, even though it's annoying finding another job, is you could tell the place, they're going to be like, well, why are you looking for a job? Well, uh, Central Freight Lines, let's just get it out. Oh, they'll be like, oh. I think from the reviews and everything, if you go to any kind of decent LTL company, which is probably where most of these drivers are going to want to go, You are not going to have a problem getting a job if you have a clean record, and you are going to find you have a better experience. There are many places that are looking for local drivers, which most of these drivers were, and you can just simply go there, basically walk in, and probably get a job. You know, the other side of this, there were probably drivers here that have been here decades uh you know long time and the place closes so never think like your place can't close because you're somewhere for years many years the place could close tomorrow we just never know central look at cf how long was that place open so these places could close sure i've been at my place a long time heck every day i go in i don't know they could have the gates locked and you just close that's how cf was people went in and the gates were locked there was a sign. There was a terminal here in Lafayette when, this, when they closed. And I remember it was on the news that they're just closed and go back home. That could happen to me, you, or anybody. You should always have another job in mind. I look through the one ads at least several times a week, sometimes every day, also to see what's going on out there, but also to see where would I go. What am I going to do? What's available in my area? You should do that on a regular basis because it could come down to that, and you don't want to have to scramble because that makes for a frustrating and, you know, just a mentally draining day. Be ready. Always be ready. ABR. That's going to be my new uh, my new thing. ABR. Always be ready for this because you never know. You never know when it's going to happen. I don't feel bad for the place at all other than the drivers because of the, all the reviews I read now and how poorly everybody was treated there and the equipment problems. I mean, come on. If you don't have money to, to pay overtime, if you don't have money for equipment oh right I'm paid. drivers have taken a couple of pay cuts over the last couple of years although pay has been rising this year they took pay cuts never do that if a company says well we need you to take a pay cut to help the company forget the company all right i'm giving the company the finger here even though you can't see it gracie's offended by that um don't do that don't do it no say no to get me to work here it's going to cost this much money so if you're not willing to provide that anymore then i guess we're done don't take a pay cut for them. You're in it for you. That's the truth of it, right? I go to work to get a paycheck for me, not to make the company better. If they close, that's their issue. I'll be like, if you don't have money, that's a you problem to run the place. I'll go get another job before I drive out of this parking lot. I'll have another job lined up and I'm going to go drive right over there and tell the company and you can just close. And I'm serious about that. And that seems like a bad attitude. Mark, you're not in for the team. No, I'm there for me, just like you. Do you go to work to help the company or do you go to work to get a paycheck? And we can find out if you're telling the truth by if they said we still need you to come in and we're not going to pay you anymore. You wouldn't. Would you still go? OK, are you still going to go in to help the company just to help us out? Do you mind helping us out? See, that's the thing. Would you do that? If the answer is no, you are the same as me. You just won't admit it. Okay, I'm the only one that admits it. I'm not there for them. I don't care about them at all, at any place at all. I'm there to get a paycheck. Now, when I come in and we have an agreement, Mark, we'll pay you this much money and you go do this work. I will do that work. They do not have to call me. I go in on time. I am a safe driver. Okay, as safe as possible. I try to get the work done every single day on time. Okay, it matters to me that I do a good job there because I agreed to do it. So I think if you agree to do a job, you should do it to the best of your ability with all of your experience and everything else and do the job that you agree to do. But as soon as things change, I think you can change your employment or the terms of it. And it isn't like, you know, I agree to do it any longer than we, <laughs> we have an agreement. If they came in and said, all right, well, pay is going to be different starting today. We'd have to have a talk about that. If that pay is a lower number, I think we can just end our agreement right at that point. Because I'm there for me and they're there for them. The business is not there to provide you a job. The only reason they provide jobs is because they make money off of all their employees. And that's in every single business. Businesses that don't make a profit close just like this place. So they're there to make a profit. All right. If they can't make a profit paying a decent wage, then, you know, maybe they'll get somebody else to do it, but it wouldn't be me. That's what I'm saying about it. Remember, there's no I in team. There's only an I in Independence. We have to move over to another large trucking company, Big Orange, as they say. Schneider. All right. So we talked about this as well, and I think this is another, another one of these things from these companies like Schneider, who is like the king of CPAPs. So Schneider is currently testing. They're going to. I don't know if they start it yet. They're going to be testing a DUI. A way to stop people from getting DUIs, all right, from drunk driving. This is not their traditional tube that you blow into. So in some of their trucks, they're going to fit a device over the steering column is basically where it goes. So right at the top of the center of the steering wheel. And what it does is sample the air that you're breathing out. All right. Now, I guess if you have a mask, I don't know how that would happen because we're trying to be safe, right? Dr. Fauci. So (laughs) <laughs> what it does the air that you breathe out is constantly sampled they showed it they showed a video a four minute video about it. interesting idea they're going to try to put it in cars too so keep this in mind and it can detect how much carbon dioxide and stuff is in the air and if it reads an amount that says that you are drinking it's the truck won't start all right and i don't know exactly what happens because it said it constantly reads so i don't know what happens say you're Drinking and driving, I guess, you're getting, your are okay, and you crack open a few PBRs or something, and maybe it sends an alert. Here's the problem. The truck won't start if it reads too high of a concentration, okay? And it's going to be the same for cars. They're proposing this, the administration is proposing by 2027, new cars have this kind of technology installed in them. All right. So for trucks, here's the bigger problem, and I think it's a problem in cars too. Does it work at, say, 20 below zero? You know, we get 20 below zero Fahrenheit for all of my Uzbekistan listeners here. That's about 20 below zero centigrade, just so you know, (laughs) which is true. Um, What happens if it doesn't work? What if it gives a false positive? Now, think about this from the business side of it, the business side. Well, Mark, you just call up. No, I don't think it's going to be that easy. Say it reads a pulse positive. It's going to send a message to the company. It has to. There's no way it wouldn't do that because that would be the whole point. Not just that it's locked up, but the company is going to get a message that says, Hey, we've detected a driver that is drinking. All right now. And so you call up, you go, Hey company, my dumb truck won't start because your stupid sensor thing isn't working right. OK, and the company goes, oh, now think about this here. Think about this. You ready? The company there. No, there's no way because of liability that they're going to be able to remotely start your truck. There's no way if they say they can do that. They turn your truck on. They go, all right, we'll override this. And if you've actually been drinking, get in an accident, the company was notified. What do you think the hammer's going to think about that? All right, some attorney is going to grab on that, and rightly so. Look, I think rightly so. If the company knows or even thinks that you are drinking and driving at all in a commercial vehicle, they cannot let you drive. If you walk into your work today and say, "Hey, I'm gonna," I just had a beer ten minutes ago. I'm getting ready to get out of here. There's not, they're not going to let you go to work. They shouldn't, and I agree with that. But the problem is, if this stupid sensor. Is not 100%, and that's the thing. There's no man-made technology yet that's 100% nothing. Nothing. We're just, we're fallible like that. We can't make things that are 100% accurate. So there's going to be failures. If it's reading a positive, now what? The company, I think, because you tell them, look, I'm not drinking. And they go, all right, um, you got to go get a test, though. I think I... I cannot imagine any other way than you have to go somewhere and be and have an alcohol test on the spot. And personally, if I was the company, I'd send you for the full drug test too, since you're already in there. I think for liability purposes. But you're going to have to go get a uh, a test. How do you do that? Get this: the truck won't start, so you will have to take an Uber or, right, if you're old, you'll take a cab and go over and. If there's one in town, that's open. What if it's two in the morning? Now what? The place doesn't open until the morning. Now, will these false positives happen a lot? I don't think so. But you know what? There's going to be some. And the other side of it is there's going to be some false negatives. There have to be. There's no 100% technology. So a company that installs this is going to get some false negatives and you're going to be able to drive. Although I guess the company side would say, well, look, if we didn't have it, they'd still be able to drive the truck. And let's be honest. There's not that many drivers that drink and drive. There's some, we get them. There's just a guy in Lafayette, uh, that stole that truck. Wasn't he drunk? That Landstar truck crashed it here in Lafayette, uh, uh, 10 miles away from me. <laughs> wow, well, it was all over the news. I'm like, wow, that's a Landstar. That's amazing. So, uh, not Lance's fault, certainly. But, yeah, he was drunk. So how do you go do that? And who pays for the Uber? They may say, well, you have to pay for it. To if you, Or if it comes back negative, we'll pay you for it. That kind of thing. And so you may have to fire up your own Uber or Lyft or whatever to, you know, mustache yourself over to this drug testing thing. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And here's why. People are going to always accuse me. Mark, so you're for drunk driving? Absolutely not. All right, I would lower the standard to zero to be honest with you, for cars and trucks, all right? I really would. But here's the thing. In America, okay, we don't make people prove they haven't done something. That's what the administration doesn't understand, and that's what a lot of people in this country don't seem to understand. Drunk driving, is it a problem? Yeah, 10,000, 15,000 people a year, innocent people die because of drunk driving. It's terrible. It's terrible. But I'm still, I'm still not willing to make people give up their freedom for security i'm just not if you haven't done anything wrong you shouldn't have to prove that you're innocent you really shouldn't have to prove it now look if you think this is a good idea why don't we have it where if you want to leave your house you have to call the police and be searched and have your home searched and vehicle searched before you leave your house before you can go out that would that would stop a lot of crimes just so you know, you have no weapons on you, no weapons in your house, no weapons in your car, which a plus that maybe they can do an inspection on your car too, but it doesn't meet uh, qualifications. Well, here's people would be like, well, Mark, uh, we're free. Yeah, we're free. That's just it. Until you do something, the government, which is the police also should not have the ability to interact with you in any way until they observe you doing something that is illegal, period. That includes drunk driving, unfortunately. So I always have to to go on the side of liberty for people, even though it will make us you know, less safe from drunk driving. To have to prove you haven't done something is not how the country should be founded. It isn't should. It isn't how people should see the place. Like, oh well, this is not an imposition, or whatever. it is an imposition. It is an imposition. Schneider, the whole company is like the king of impositions. With their, Everybody gets a CPAP, even though it's not required. Everybody has to do this. But you know what? They're private. They're a private company. So they say, all right, to work here, you're going to have to do this. I'm like, all right, then I'm not working there. I'm just not doing it because this kind of thing is stupid. And at some point, it's going to fail. And the company that has that kind of an attitude with you, it's probably not a great place to work and not as good as it could be. Imagine a company where they just give you loads and leave you alone instead of all this stupid stuff that is unnecessary. And they're just doing it. They got publicity. I'm sure it's some kind of grant because they're testing it with, in conjunction with the Virginia Department of Transportation or something. So I doubt it's costing them anything. And then they'll get on the good side of politicians. So I get all that, you know, but that just isn't right. It just isn't right to ask people. To prove this. And who does Schneider get mainly to drive there? Students and inexperienced people. Let's be honest. How many experienced drivers do you think call Schneider and go work there? Probably some. Mostly the people that come in the door that have never worked at Schneider are people with minimal experience or no experience. That too goes to work there. And who is that usually? Younger people. Okay. And so I guess because of the public school system for the last hundred years have been drilling into people's heads. Just do what you're told. And don't question anything. They'll just accept this kind of, you know, imposition on your freedoms. I don't like it. I personally don't like it. I think people are way too easy to give up their freedoms in the name of security. Oh, well, this will stop drunk driving. All right. You know what will also stop drunk driving? Jailing people that drive drunk and lowering the limit to zero. to zero. And I know I had some viewers that said, look, Mark, I had the UI years ago. I know. I know, and I think that if we all admitted it, there's no excuse for drunk driving. There isn't an excuse for it, right? It's a choice, certainly a choice. Everybody that is even recovered through AA or whatever would say it's a choice. And when you make a choice, you pay the consequences. And I would jail people. I would jail people for it. And if you did it a couple of times, you wouldn't get out. Because the vast majority of DUIs, when we ask any police force, is repeat offenders. So if you get in, you do a little time, change your ways to get back out, all right. But if you keep doing it, I think you're going to have to stay. And that gets people off the street. The penalties for something like this where people are being killed have to be much higher than they are now. There are people, it was a couple of months ago, they arrested a guy here, made the news. It was like his 23rd DUI in five years. And he keeps getting out and getting his license. That there's no excuse for that. All right, if we're not if we're not going to do anything about it, that's the people we should arrest. See, people are actually committing a crime. All right, the people were are committing. Not people. This is not the pre-crime unit with Tom Cruise, Schneider, uh, National. Okay, so to make people prove they're innocent is just another indication of a company that has the attitude of, hey, you're going to have to prove everything before you work here. So, okay, you're private, so I don't think we would get along well at that place. I expect to be left alone to do my job, and doing this kind of stupid stuff is not going to be good. But I want you to really think about this, because these are coming to cars, new cars. You will not have to retrofit your old car, okay? These are coming to new cars. The administration is big on it. It will be either the tube, which they talked about, that you blow into, there's actually a thumbprint one and the start button more and more cars are getting push button start and by 2027 that'll be a lot of cars and there'll be a button and it can actually read your skin and do the same thing now here again in the winter i don't know how this is going to work we get 20 below here uh, or even colder some years as a temperature so my car at work is sitting outside so how would that work on a car is that thing going to work at that cold where it can work maybe i guess they said oh we're going to try and figure this out or whatever or it'll have this sensor thing that will go over i won't buy a car with it with it on there i will not because i think it's stupid i shouldn't have to prove anything to go traveling around you know it's not up to the government to stop me from moving around that's not how it works so if i can buy a car i should be able to get whatever car i want without all this stupid stuff on it so That's the story with that. And in that same vein, in automotive news, from Japan. Okay, now I'm going to get to say buttocks a number of times, which I think is hilarious. In Japan, they have a sensor, get this, for cars, okay, that they're going to build in the seat. The one they showed now had it on top of the seat, but they're going to build it in the car driver's seat, right? It (laughs) is... Now, look, this is going to stop your car from being stolen, number one, and prevent drunk driving. So, right back in that same thing. Maybe they could do this to Schneider. I don't know. Maybe they actually could do this in the semi, okay, even though I wouldn't approve of this either. It reads, (laughs) it reads cheek pressure, okay, I swear to God. And apparently, which I had no idea, but I guess some Japanese scientists studied this which, depending on who you're studying, could be the greatest thing ever or the worst experience of your life, that each person's butt-cheek pressure is individual like a fingerprint. I, look, you cannot make this kind of stuff up, all right? So what they're doing, they're putting, putting these sensors in the car, and I guess the car, you kind of set it up through the display, and you like, I'm the driver, and so it learns... It then okay takes your butt impression and says okay and so if someone else steals the car they have the wrong butt and they can't drive the car the car won't drive because it doesn't have the right butt cheek pressure but i said butt again that's funny on the other side of this it will also detect drunk driving how it actually said as you shift in your seat there's different weight on your buttocks and it can tell if you're drowsy from that. I swear I can't. I cannot make this up. And I thought, is is that true? Because depending on the seat that I have, I may shift a lot around in there or hardly any. When my car was in the shop and I had that Explorer loaner car, I thought that thing had the worst seats I'd been in in years because it was a base. It was an XLT, so it was a base car the seats in it were horrible. Okay. Just a short, I took a 120 mile trip in it once and the seats terrible. I thought I was going to, my butt was going to go numb. So I was moving all around in the seat because the seats in it were terrible because it was a base car. And that's another reason I tell people not to get a base car because you get better seats as you move up. But either way, this was a loaner, so I didn't pay for it. (laughs) So, but I do think for the $50,000 sticker price, it only had 800 miles on it. It should have better seats still would it think I'm drunk because I'm moving around in these horrible hard seats I don't know and what will rental cars do like that too is the other thing so would you have to teach the car your butt impression before but it makes me think of rich little uh your butt impression of uh I'm sorry about that crack and I didn't mean to make that kind of crack about it um, would you have to teach the car your butt impression if you rented a car from enterprise or something like that how does that how is that going to work but I didn't. They said this is very accurate, that they can tell just by cheek pressure if you've been drinking or not because of the way you move around in your seat. I don't know how accurate that is. And another thing, also, that could also fail because it's made by men, people. Okay, let's put it as people. So it's going to fail. So there could be a point where you get in your car and can't read your hocks, and your car won't start or it won't drive because it doesn't think it's you. What if you give your friend your car to drive? You go, can I borrow your car? Yeah, okay, here. And But and then he's got to, hang on, we got to go do a butt impression of you before we get out of here. I mean, I, it just seems annoying, if anything else. Maybe if you're the only one that drives the car and you like the technology, you're like, well, this is going to be great. Nobody, even if they get in the car, they can't steal it. So it might be, a, you know, some kind of option for people, uh, maybe. I don't know. It's. I just thought, look, can you, are you seriously going to read somebody's buttocks and tell them me that they're drunk or not? Uh, your butt is drunk and so you can't go anywhere that is that's a real story and I'm glad personally that I got to say buttocks at least 10 times in this uh, episode so people in Uzbekistan tell me that you really love me (laughs) saying look we are now going to finally get to a reason why we're not living on Mars now the planet is right there you can see it sometimes at night By the way, last night, I hope everybody caught the meteor shower that was out last night. Really pretty awesome. Lit up the night sky. Uh, Gave you a light, a nice skip on uh, the ham, if any of you were on that. On a couple of the bands, I guess, were really active last night. So, really good. Either way, there's a reason we're not on Mars. Because people uh, have issues. So, we go to Florida. To some dude in a cinder block basement where I assume the walls are sweating because there's so much humidity. And so this dude who is sitting there in just a cement basement with a card table and a metal folding chair and a light on a string is sitting there, but it's so hot. He's naked on this chair, right? So he's sitting on his chair naked in his cinder block basement. And he says, you know what? You know what I need? I need some money. And I'm hungry. And I think this is possibly a listener to this podcast. So maybe and possibly a Trucking Answers YouTube channel follower. So he says, I wonder what I'm going to do about this. Well, so he clicks off his black and white TV set and puts down the rabbit ear antennas, gets up, puts on a hat and walks next door, apparently to the Little League field. All right. That's who you want living next to the little league field, by the way, this guy. So he has a crowbar with him. <laughs> That's what she said. All right. And he breaks in through the fence and then breaks into the concession stand. And he proceeds to uh, basically damage the place and steal $250 cash, which I didn't know they had at little league fields and a pack of hot dogs. Oh, Yeah. So he walks out with wieners in his hand. Well, the Little League field has closed circuit TV. (laughs) Apparently, they have some kind of ring system or whatever. And somebody got an alert and called the cops. And the cops go over there. And he's coming out with his crowbar in his hand. You follow me? (laughs) And there's the cops. And so they immediately arrest him. It turns out he has a long criminal history. Who would have known? And the police... Uh, also find out that he's on drugs. Oh, what a surprise. A guy with merely wearing a baseball hat and nothing else at the Little League field is on drugs? Who would have known that? So, of course, they have to take him downtown. We have to process him, give him some clothes to wear. (laughs) Who gets to put him in the back of the car? And do they have butt sensors in the police car? That's the other thing. (laughs) Who gets to put him in? I don't know. Maybe they carry clothes in their car. I never actually thought about it. Put on somebody, but... Otherwise, they got to Rochambeau it to see who gets to put him in the back seat of their car. <laughs> he gets downtown, right? And they got to process this guy. Uh, probably nothing will happen to him, right? For 250 bucks and $6 a wieners. I don't know. Ballpark Franks, probably. They plump when you cook them. It's not sponsored by Ballpark, but always willing. So well, hit me up there, Ballpark Franks. And he goes to jail. Okay, goes to jail. And so, presumably loses the lease on his cinder block apartment. I mean, really? Is this... And this is why we can't be on Mars, because the police have to waste their time with some naked dude stealing wieners all right, in Florida, because it's hot out or something, or because he's hungry. It's just stupid. It's just the dumbest thing. And there's people like this all over the place doing stupid things, and it's almost always some dude uh, sitting home. You know what? I'm naked. I might as well walk next door and get a pack of wieners. I mean, Really? Hey, how about go put up clothes on and get a job? Schneider, I hear Schneider's needs people. So there's something, uh, something for that over there. Either way, that's what we're doing here today. And we're going to wrap it up here today. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Uzbekistan, why don't you write to me? And, uh, what do the kids say? H M U. How about that? That's what the kids would say about that stuff. All right. We'll have more of this on the YouTube channel and another podcast on Friday. So thanks for listening. Be safe out. There. There's a lot of winter weather. And we'll see you on the next podcast.